Hi, and welcome to the latest reflection based on the Bible in One Year programme. This covers the period from days 125 to 131, which I recognise is going to be a distant memory for some of you. For others, it might be more recent. Some of you might not have even got that far. Some of you haven't been following this at all. However you come, you are very welcome to this reflection, and I pray that God will speak to you through it. Throughout this section, we have been in the books of Judges in the Old Testament and John in the New. And in fact, in the Old Testament, we'll be in Judges and Kings for the next couple of months. And we'll see something of the limitations of human leadership and indeed the way we handle power throughout that period. Judges is a book which has some quite graphic violence and we really do need to read it in the light of what we understand of God through Jesus. But those familiar with Judges will know that on the whole the book follows a tragic cycle. In fact it might be kind to call it a cycle, it maybe it's better called a downward spiral. The people fall into sin and idolatry, they wind up enslaved to one of the peoples around them, they cry out to God for help and God raises up a leader or a judge who helps them overcome their foes. And then the people go, way, give thanks to God. And there's rest in the land for a while until the whole cycle starts up again because they forget. It's been said that history repeats itself because we don't pay attention to it. And certainly we see something of that in Judges. We, and we see the limitations of human leadership. They can guide us for a season, but how easily we fall back into the same mistakes. And the, the reason is that although we can pass all our blame on leaders, one of the main sources of the problem is not out there. It's within us. We can transform the environment in which we operate, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. I believe as Christians, we are called to shape the culture, to be salt and light, and to shape the environment so that where it's not as God intended, we will be seeking God's kingdom. But if it's to be lasting, if there's to be real fruit of that, if transformation is really going to happen, it needs to be in the heart. And we also see the limitations in judges of human methods. God raises up judges who deliver the people for a season and there's peace. But it is only for a season. And that's the problem with a solution that's rooted in violence and coercion. The peace it will deliver you is incredibly fleeting. They say that madness is making the same mistake over and over again and expecting a different result. Well, part of the madness of humanity has been our long-standing belief that violence solves anything. And this isn't restricted to the Old Testament or to Bible times. It continues right down to the present day. Theologian Walter Wink once said the dominant religion on the planet is not Christianity, Islam, Hinduism or Judaism, but our pervasive faith in violence. Our history is littered with wars and conflicts and none of them have been the one that ends all wars. We just stir up new enemies, new grievances and in time they spill over into further violence. And when we split the world into us and them and when we decide they are always wrong and we are always right, that spiral, that cycle, that downward spiral, that will continue. Jesus challenges us to a different way. 
In John 6, on day 159, we read of John's account of Jesus feeding the 5,000. And then the people have had their fill, and they decide, wow, this guy's great. Jesus is the prophet that God has sent into the wild. And they decide, we're going to make him our king by force, whether he likes it or not. But Jesus is having none of it. He packs his disciples into a boat and he sets off to a mountain to lay low. And when the people do catch up with him and it becomes clear that Jesus isn't going to play their game, that he isn't going to be the kind of leader they want him to be, he's then rejected. And as we wrap up the readings for this week, many of the disciples are turning back and no longer following him. It's a bit of a disappointment, not what they thought he would be. They had in mind a particular type of king who would just be the latest in a long line of violent deliverers. Another judge, if you like, who's going to rescue them from their enemies and this time their enemies, the Romans. But throughout this week, we see Jesus has a somewhat different approach. As we started the week, Jesus was in Samaria, breaking down all sorts of cultural barriers as he talked with a Samaritan woman. And that was an animosity that stretched way, way back into the period of the kings. And there seemed to be no end to that animosity in sight. But Jesus has no time for it. Instead, Jesus makes the Samaritan enemy his friend. He uses a Samaritan, a Samaritan woman who others look down on. And she becomes the missionary for her whole time. And then on day 126, he counters a royal official. Someone who, whether they're Roman or Herodian, you know, they owe their position to the Roman overlords. They owe their position to the people, those that, that other people want to overthrow. But Jesus hails his servant and it ends with the royal official and his whole household believing. And it's a whole different approach to those who approach the world differently. One sees enemies as people to be destroyed. The other sees them as people to be turned into friends. And in Jesus we see that God is in the business of reconciling all things to himself. And that is why Jesus comes. That is the kind of king we have. One who has love for the whole world. Who wants none of us to perish. And wants us all to be drawn into relationship with God and with each other. I'm not a pacifist, but war and violence are doomed to failure because they cannot deliver the change that is needed, change in the human heart. Only love has the power to do that. And that's God's answer to the world, sacrificial love that goes to the cross, that the whole world might be reconciled to God. Let's pray. Father God, we acknowledge with sorrow that there have been times when we have thought that we knew best, that we've turned from your ways, we've divided our world into us and them, and when all the while the only way the world can be transformed is by transformed hearts. Help us to open ourselves afresh to your love and to allow that love to be worked out and expressed in our lives, in our world. 
Help us to be people who make friends out of enemies and join with you in the reconciliation of all things to God. Amen.